0: Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improviser from New York, and since I've performed not that long ago, I have to change the intro to the show, and that makes me happy. Um, I am joined today by the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She is the Alabama enforcer herself. She's Chelsea Bennington. How are you, Chelsea?
1: Hello. I am I am doing great. I am only on my second cup of coffee, which is pretty rare for me. I'm usually on my third or fourth by the time we're recording. So, You're usually
0: bouncing off the fucking walls like a super ball that cannot be stopped.
1: I mean, it may, it may hit me halfway through. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. But no, so for that reason, it's been a relaxing morning.
0: <laughs> You're usually feral, frizzy, and foaming at the mouth.
1: Yeah. I, by the
0: time we hit record, that is
1: quite true. <laughs> but no, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm glad that we got this episode. For any listeners that may not have heard me as a guest on the Everyone Is Hot podcast, you should listen to it after this episode. It's a nice companion piece. But we have one of the hosts of that podcast, Shelly. Wait, fuck. Uh pause right there. <laughs> is it Farmer or Brooks? How do you want to be introduced?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Brooks. Brooks, please. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I know it's confusing. Sorry. <laughs> it's my stage name i guess Mm. (laughs) i I talk about like pussies and uh blowjobs so much on the podcast that i want to keep
0: it separate from work
1: (laughs) gotcha yeah no worries i can i can cut uh rick just go ahead when you're ready
0: cool uh anybody that hasn't heard me on the everyone is hot podcast you should listen to that because it's a good companion piece for this show we've got shelly brooks one of the co-hosts of that podcast on here to talk to us today. How are you, Shelly?
2: Woo, I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> I have not had coffee, but I have had a bunch of tea and I also have had a soda. So I think my Ooh. eyes are going to roll back in my head at some point because I am so amped up. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so I'm going to try to stay like not too manic.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not as, as uh, feral, fuzzy, frizzy and and foaming as chelsea is but you do have a bit of a wild-eyed bloodshot kind of thing going
2: i'm not which... as feral and fuzzy yet but i might have like an american werewolf in london moment in a second oh, wow. so. <laughs> nice. so be prepared
0: <laughs> i'm always prepared for such eventualities <laughs> That, that that's the point of being into horror you're ready for when the shit goes down Absolutely. and if you're not <laughs> you're not paying attention so on, on the everyone is hot podcast uh you and our previous guest mike stevens uh talking about people that are atypically hot mm-hmm. and i was fortunate enough to talk to you about uh Blacula, who yes is very fucking hot and we talked about some other things <laughs> So we're going to be a little bit more typical, but to give a backstory about this episode where we are going to discuss our sexiest vampires, Uh, a list came out online, and Chelsea and my beautiful lady were discussing this via text, and they were very angry. They were very justifiably angry at the suggestions of who the sexy vampires were, and I thought to myself, well, we can make an episode out of this and do it better, (laughs) and along with Chelsea, there's nobody I'd rather talk about this topic with then Shelley. so thank you for being on the oh. show with us
2: well thank you my goodness I'm so flattered
0: ah flattery <laughs> works every time <laughs> so Chelsea do you I want to get help. into some of the rage <laughs> the blood curdling rage at this list that you saw and why you were so offended by it
1: Yes, it was. So I actually just was looking at it again this morning. It came out in October uh, by Vulture and it was, I'm not going to say the author's name because I don't want to doxer, um, but it's such a bullshit list i mean god bless i don't understand what the theme here was supposed to be if she was wanting to be funny if she uh actually watched a lot of these things and it's so ridiculous to get angry over this but the reason i got angry is because one um the count from sesame street was on that list and i was like you need to settle down because that's just (laughs) too horny Yeah, that's, (laughs) like, you gotta, you gotta settle down on that one, Um, but the uh, number one, and then in the, you know, top 10, was so many uh, vampires from a show that's a guilty pleasure of mine, uh, from Vampire Diaries, and the originals, and that, you know, CW shows, or those two CW shows, and I was like, we have such a robust history of sexy vampires and this is who you're picking as number 1 like it's just i got so angry and i sent it to Rick's girlfriend and she often shares rage with me anyway and this was something we were able to share rage over so then we started listing like who we think is sexy uh to each other and then that's when Rick said hold it
0: but then I heard about it and I started cackling. I'm like this this is great because you know to 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 see that 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 passion and that fury it's a beautiful thing and it's very entertaining on top of that
1: especially when it's a it's a it's a listicle on vulture that you're just mad at
2: I
0: this is how they make st-
2: their money. They make Exactly. They got the page clicks, you know?
0: <laughs> I feel very strongly about uh, Sexy Vampire. So uh, it, it, it it makes sense. So here we are to counter. So, uh, Shelly, what did you think when I reached out to you and said, hey, want to talk some more about Sexy Vampires?
2: Oh, listen, I was thrilled because I will say you're episode i think was one of the hardest for me when it came to choosing so if anyone hasn't heard Phrasing, the podcast which is prob- probably most people haven't heard the podcast because we don't have that big of a listener base but uh so generally the the format is that we bring on a guest in this case it was rick um and they choose their underrated sex symbol and the movie that shows how hot that person is rick chose Blackula. And then my co-host Michael and I, we choose movies to pair with that and our own crushes from those movies. And man, having Blacula as the sort of like locus of it made it really hard because then we had to choose other vampires. And there are just so many fucking hot vampires that like, so many people got like knocked off the list by the by the end of it not to spoil it for people who might listen to Rick's episode eventually but uh, so we had his choice of Blackula and then we talked about um, Delphine Seyrig in Daughters of Darkness and uh, Isabella Adjani in Herzog's Nosferatu Um, but yeah we had a hard time carving down the list because I mean vampire movies are just full of hotties left and right. So I was excited to have another opportunity to, to really uh, plug some of my my other faves.
0: So to quote, you shook me all night long by ACDC, you're back in the ring to take another swing. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and thank God for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or thank Satan. I don't know. Uh, me, I'll
0: be God <laughs> and Satan.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, thank Rick for that. Ultimately. <laughs> Let's be real.
0: All right, so let's get right into the sexy swing of things. Now, we're, we're going to go with ladies first, of course, uh, just because uh, chivalry ain't dead. It's just dormant. <laughs> uh, but as I said before we started recording, there, there, there was somebody I had to knock off the list last minute. So if you got an honorable mention of who didn't quite make the cut, whose fangs didn't measure up, uh, now's the time to, to go around and throw it out. So let's start with Shelley, who Who just didn't uh, fit into the coffin and had to perish in the light of day?
2: Uh, so there were a couple, uh, well, there were many, but there were, there were two that really got down to the wire. Uh, one, because it would be a double dip with my own podcast, but Delphine Seyrig in Daughters of Darkness is one of the great lesbian vampires of, I think, cinema history. She is one, she's one of my favorite actors, of all time. I think she she's brilliant, she's a great performer. She's been in a million uh incredible films. I think she's probably best known to most people for um Jean Dielman, the Chantal Ackerman movie. Uh and she plays something completely different in Daughters of Darkness, you know, in Jean Dielman she's a sort of like frumpy dissatisfied housewife in this very long, very minimalist uh, you know, f- feminist critique. And in Daughters of Darkness, she is just a very sexy lesbian vampire. Uh, So she is wonderful. I also really love, um, she never had another movie. I I need to double check her name. Sorry. Um, But she is, Uh, because I was going to say Meredith Sanger, but I know that that is wrong. No, that's right. Meredith Snader um, from the movie Habit by Larry Fessenden. Uh, I think she is so sexy. She's so gorgeous. And it's a really interesting, you know, quote unquote vampire movie because it it keeps it kind of ambiguous of whether she is actually a vampire or if we're just getting a very skewed perspective perspective from our like uh, uh, alcoholic protagonist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was her her only film, I believe. But she was very very good in it and she's got a great little pixie cut so
0: meredith well, Snater. right i'm up gonna there. have to watch havoc because i respect the hell out of larry fetson and you're gonna love to more of his movies
2: oh my god it is sexy as hell i gotta say and it's a great new york movie like it it really captures uh some of the more uh <laughs> i don't know disheartening but also sexy aspects of living in new york
0: <laughs> chelsea strong opinionated lady that you are (laughs) who didn't make it
1: i do have two honorable mentions um that one is actually also a very hot uh sexy lesbian vampire um from true blood uh almost made it almost made it um i think now when as we keep going and i list my three listeners will be like that's A awful list why wasn't Pam in there but uh I love her um she's on uh she's on the show HBO show True Blood the character is played by I I think her name's Kristen uh Von Stratton or Von Bower Stratton I'm definitely butchering it but um, definitely
0: sounds like she lives in a castle
1: (laughs) I think she's married to um Royalty? I don't even know his name, but I know I think it's some fancy, fancy Romanian royalty? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, And uh, the character is um, she's uh, a progeny to Eric, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and she's just this southern uh, beautiful vampire. I love her accent so much, Um, and she also used to had um a brothel when she was human um and she still has those characteristics about her and uh she has my favorite relationship in the show which was uh her and Tara when Tara became her progeny it was a beautiful but very short-lived relationship um yeah I I just think she's so sexy and she's one of my favorite characters on there so she almost made it and then my last honorable mention is uh Colin Farrell in Fright Night um, as Jerry uh really I just love Colin Farrell and anything and everything I love phone booth I can't help it um he's just I just find him to be very hot And uh, I actually prefer the Fright Night remake to the original. I think both are good, but I really enjoyed the remake. You have Anton Yelkin and it's just a really fun movie. Um, Yeah, he was in his little uh, wife beater the whole time. Can you, I don't know if you can say that. What, what is that tank top? Let, about?
0: Let, let, let's take it uh, older school and just go undershirt.
2: undershirt. I will say I, I got very offended recently because a podcast that I listened to and like very much mm-hmm. uh, started calling it a wife eater, which I have been saying for years now. And mm-hmm. I feel like I got scooped because I didn't say it on a podcast.
0: <laughs> a wife but I think wife
2: eater. Wife eater. is <laughs> a it. nice alternative. That, that's it what it
0: is. It is the nice alternative, but come on, you know, you're, you're, you're with somebody you loves. Why, why are you still wearing that?
2: You can't tell me that you don't see a guy in that kind of tank top and not want him to eat your pussy. Come on. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm Especially saying if it's it, Colin
2: it, Farrell. Yeah, him. if Colin Farrell is <laughs> your husband, I want him to eat me as his wife. Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at it in the Tony Soprano's way of leaving it on during the act. Which again, also that and socks, they have to go.
2: <laughs> Rick, listen, I am making my way through the Sopranos right now. I Don't know. even get me started on how horny I am for Tony and his wife eaters.
1: <laughs> Wait, I think I've seen you post about that too. I was, yes, like, I've I have had multiple like sex streams about Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love her. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: like, so ga- Gabagool and bada bing to you. <laughs>
1: So so Colin Farrell and Fright Night, um, that is, so that's my last honorable mention. Those are the two. We'll see how they stack up to my uh, top three. Um, so Rick, your honorable mentions.
0: Just got the one, uh, and I was wow. reluctant to bump them off the list. Uh, Severin from Near Dark, played by Bill Paxton, because I uh, definitely it's projection about kind of a sleazy, dude that keeps on hours and wears a leather jacket everywhere so you know i can just relate <laughs> and therein lies the wonder of bill paxton so yeah, yeah that, paxton that's...
2: is perfect he is uh he's so hot
0: mm-hmm. and he can
2: play it all i mean isn't he the guy in true lies he's like oh i got a little dick <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. He is.
2: Yeah. So he can it's do it. All. He can be a sexy vampire, or he can be—I got a little dick.
0: <laughs> he can. He can be a punk rocker at the start of the Terminator. Yeah. You can lead yeah. a deep sea diving expedition in Titanic. Uh, and director
1: in Twister.
2: Yes. yes one of oh. your favorites.
0: And director and pappy in one of the most underrated horror films of all time, Frailty.
2: Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, and Gone Too Soon.
0: Uh. way too soon
2: mm.
0: alas but let, let, let's let not get maudlin let's keep it sexy uh so going around officially on the list shelly number three
2: okay oh so do, are these in like a uh, ascending order
0: i want yeah is- i want to I save your everybody's sexiest for last <laughs> You know, okay. you you don't just come in and just go boom done. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay, then in the my... words of Richard Pryor, let it stay heavy if not hard. No, we don't want that.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely.
0: We want to build towards a climax.
2: <laughs> no, that that's correct. That's correct. Okay, so my number three is going to have to be um, Sadie Frost, who plays Lucy in Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I love her. She is so beautiful. Her performance is so weird and affected. But when she becomes the vampire, that scene where she's like in the crypt, she is so feral and wild and like making the biggest choices. Ugh, I she's she's hot as hell. I'm really into her.
0: Very much. Uh, also, uh, she was a friendly gal. She had many suitors, uh, big on innuendos. Like with mm-hmm. Quincy and wanting to get a feel of that great big knife, uh, <laughs> we we we've all we've all seen it. And then she, in the words of Doctor Van Helsing, became the devil's concubine. And we had to cut <laughs> out her cut off her head and stab her in the heart. And then she knew peace. I know exactly. we had uh, some
2: great Victorian sort of morality there. They're Like this little tart keeps flirting with everyone. She's going to become a crazy horny vampire. She's horny for blood instead of dicks now.
0: There's a lot of blood and dicks (laughs) if you're doing it right. And uh, we have discussed Bram Stoker's Dracula before, but it's always a wonderful thing to revisit with Chelsea because she has very strong opinions. So what did you think of Lucy? I know usually you're fixated on her three suitors. You love them very much. You want to ride in a hot air balloon with them.
1: I love those three boys so much. Um, Shelly, I don't know if you know this, but apparently Francis Ford Coppola had Carrie Elwes, um, Rich, oh, Richard E. Grant, um, and Billy Campbell all do activities together, like horseback riding and all of these things to build the camaraderie. And I want that footage. I want to oh see my God. three boys hanging out. I loved them so much
2: dudes being dudes it's being
1: dudes right but actually when it comes to when it comes to lucy i was thinking about her as well because her outfit when she's a vampire holy oh.
2: shit that's the best vampire outfit it's it's so, so good. good also her her muff and by that i mean the muff uh like the yeah. collar not yes, uh not- <laughs> <laughs> but you know who knows but yeah her outfit is incredible then like the makeup like with her white face and her white dress uh and then like the red in mm-hmm. contrast to it she she looks so cool Ugh. She looks amazing yeah i love her
1: i love that movie just
0: a, just a very sexy lady and even when she's uh getting the blood transfusion uh as well as being fed upon when dracula's full dog um it, it, it is very orgasmic. She leaves very little to the imagination. And i and, uh, just,
2: just. Oh, yeah. It's full like bodice ripper stuff. And I mm-hmm. love any actor who does like a goofy voice and she does a great goofy voice. She's like, oh, Mina, what could it mean? What do you think you saw at night? Oh, uh, it's take a swing, baby. That's always hot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And 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 she's she's breathless for a lot of it, as if she's just been, you know, pounding off camera and now okay, say your lines. Such a good one. Love that. Absolutely. Pick. So, anybody else? Are we going to Chelsea? Yeah, we set our piece on Miss Lucy. Yeah,
1: I think
0: so. Wanna want try that again a little more text? Miss Lucy. Oh, <laughs> you you wonderful flower, you
1: sound just like billy campbell thank you um so my third one it's interesting because i was just uh trashing the vulture list for having uh vampire diaries and the originals be so high in the list and that is a those are teenage vampire shows my third one is also from a teenage vampire show (laughs) but it's better in my opinion (laughs) my third pick is spike from buffy um i love that character for anybody who did watch buffy or um if you didn't you know that the story is about a a high school teenage girl who uh was chosen to be the vampire slayer and um she slays vampires when she's not in school um it's, it was one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show growing up, and I, I still love it despite the problematic tendencies it has today, along with its creator. Um, but Spike was a character introduced in the second season um, who was basically a Billy Idol wannabe, um, British accent, uh, bleached hair, long leather jacket, and what I loved about his character is he was, you know, he came to Sunnydale, the town it's set in, to wreak havoc, to kill the Slayer. He's like the big bad, um, but you find out that he's killed Slayers before, which adds kind of a fun backstory for him that he's he's a vampire who is an actual threat. I loved him when I was younger. I love him now. Um, I think the show unfortunately took a wrong turn with him because one thing that I've noticed in a lot of monster shows and vampire shows and I guess maybe there's no way around it um, or no easy way around it is any really big bad vampire villain starts to become good. And I think that's, they did that with Spike um, before there was a weird, you know, trigger warning. There was a weird attempted assault scene that a lot of people just try to retcon and act like it didn't happen, me included. And then he tries to get his soul after that. So it's a weird turn for his character because I loved him and found him at his sexiest when he was just this big bad vampire who's killed a bunch of slayers and wants to kill uh, Buffy um I thought he had the best lines uh the actor did such a great job uh James Marsters and he still holds a big place in my heart and in other lady parts that um that isn't going anywhere (laughs) even though he started being written poorly I think it's just such a fun persona for a vampire um the way he was at first and he had his crazy girlfriend Drusilla Um, and they were such a weird one of those really great OG psycho couples that just want to wreak absolute havoc and he was a great uh, contrast to Angel who was a bit of a more stale brooding I have a soul and I'm sad about it vampire you have Spike and his name is Spike because he, I think he tortured his victims with like uh, railroad spy, uh, spikes or something.
0: So, so that he, wasn't, yeah. he was an impaler, prone to poking. Mm. Prone to poking, and poking <laughs> just didn't work as a name. No, I, I <laughs> I've never watched Buffy, but I am familiar with the character. But I don't have a lot to weigh in on. However, Shelley on the the video of this recording uh, has a grin <laughs> that's expansive so i can tell you got strong opinions i'm just gonna throw it to you
2: no actually i mean i've only seen like a couple of episodes of buffy like i really i don't know it that well but like i i guess i know people and i know like the sort of like general like cultural impact especially like with women Mm -hmm. uh when it comes to to to, you know buffy and which i find really interesting because like i have always meant to sort of get into it but now you know, I feel like it's been a little bit poisoned because of the Absolutely. Joss Whedon of it all, <laughs> but, Absolutely. Um, but I do really like that sort of comparison that you had at the end of like the spike and angel. Cause I mean, I do think that like, what is sexy about vampire characters is this sort of idea of being sexy and sort of lawless and sort of like outside of morality, like who wants like a a good vampire? Like that's not why they're hot. They're hot because like they exist outside of like our social norms. Like, and also calling someone Spike is fucking hilarious. Like, and, and they always they always made fun of like
1: again. It was like slicked back, bleach blonde hair. And the leather jacket and like black uh, painted fingernails. And he was a big. Yeah, Spike is
2: like a greaser. It's like you pull out your comb and like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) you got a cigarette behind your ear because your name is Spike.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it just, it made him, it made him so, so fun. There was one storyline that I didn't mind because it was before he was becoming good where (laughs) he was starting to have a crush on Buffy (laughs) And he was trying to do like nice things Um, like instead of uh, somebody else who got killed, he started uh, drinking from him. And Buffy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I didn't do it. Like, it's just, it's here. And he thinks, what does it take? Like, he doesn't understand. So Uh, that I kind of love that it's like this really psycho puppy that doesn't understand (laughs) uh, morals and ethics. But then when they did the whole, like I said, I feel like sometimes, especially like the more teenager-based shows or or youth-focused targeted shows, they go all in and making someone a villain and awful and doing Mm. terrible things. And then he starts becoming a protagonist and it's just like, but I really can't ignore like the skeletons in the closet, especially when it's literal, but.
2: Yeah. And I think that like, there is something to be said for vampire characters in like an ongoing series compared to like a movie or a novel that is like more self-contained because you have to get into like all of the sort of like, details and implications of their their existence which is something that will come up when we get back to me for my number two but
1: uh <laughs> not well, gonna get ahead of probably us. probably be the segue because i know rick's like not a buffy <laughs> person yeah
2: well no, but I, I, we haven't gotten rick's number two have we, we oh haven't wait. Gotten my
0: number three um, i'm loving the conversation oh, th- yeah. <laughs> just, just like skip That's...
2: rick entirely <laughs> that, that... sorry rick
1: you're
0: out <laughs> you're out Thrown a, <laughs> like a disappointing man in a three-way it's like yeah we're not even
1: thought have, you were here <laughs> go, oh, sorry, rick. are you still here
0: go have some cookies or something
1: <laughs> all right rick what is what is your number three
0: uh, 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 only if you're done is it my turn
1: <laughs> oh no that was that was all i had i <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm just fucking with you i'm just happy to be here <laughs> My number three uh, from a very underrated uh, Dracula film that we've touched on previously. Uh, Dracula 2000, uh, which I love because of the religious uh, connection to Dracula. If you haven't seen this one, but you went to Catholic school, you're going to love it. But uh, Dracula, as we know, usually has a lot of broads. He's big, he's big on polygamy. Uh, he has his brides. And in this film, uh, he has one Selena played by the devastatingly gorgeous Jennifer Esposito. Um, that it's like, how, how do you get this beautiful woman and make her even more beautiful? Thanks. make her bitey, and and it just makes it even better throughout for me personally. Um, you get her in that that kind of white, not not you know. The kind of gown that Lucy would wear, you know, with, with some big muff involved, It's a little sleeker. It's, it's a new millennium. It's New Orleans, uh, but you know, still just hot as fuck. And it's like, all right, uh, you don't even have to glamour me too much. Just whatever you want to do here in the big easy. I'm down for it. Let's go.
2: Well, I have a question. So yes. I have not seen Dracula 2000 nor have I seen Interview with a Vampire, okay. which I know glaring, glaring spots but uh, so what is it with both of them being in New Orleans? Is it just that like New Orleans is a great space to like set set like creepy stories because it's got a sort of like creepy vibe or is there some sort of like like uh, I don't know, vampire lineage in, in the city that I don't know about?
0: Um, I guess looking at it like a port city if you have uh... to Uh, go back to that, you know, the vampires coming on ships if they're coming to America. Uh, it makes perfect sense that that's how they'd get in there. Plus, there is uh spookiness, it's a city of uh wonderful excess, and Mm. uh, most known for its bacchanalian pleasure celebration before everybody (laughs) goes to church on Ash Wednesday. Sure. Uh, it, it just, like, old architecture, uh, cemeteries being above ground. Uh, if you've not been there, uh, you should go. I fell in love with it instantly. I'm dying to go back there. Because, um, and, and this is where the old uh, Generation X liberal sometimes brushes up. <laughs> against younger people, although I get where you're coming from, uh, where they're against cultural appropriation. (laughs) I think it can be done well, like in a city like New Orleans or in places like Hawaii, Mm. or even my native Queens as a son of immigrants where it's like it, we're, we're, we're not stealing we're not claiming it our own we're not doing anything offensive it's just you know gumbo ya ya which, everybody, which <laughs> translates into talk everyone talking at the same time it's right. all of the flavors coming together and mixing the colors uh interpret that any way that you want regarding the people of new orleans and mm. and just a beautiful thing where, like, yeah, you can have, you know, a, a, a werewolf jazz man, and it makes perfect sense if you tell the story right in that city. Mm. Um, okay. so, so
2: it's not that, like, necessarily there's some, oh, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Okay, i okay. That there's some, like, big, like, uh, vampire lineage to New Orleans is just that, like, it's a great setting because it is romantic, it's sexy, it's a port city, it's, you know, multicultural. It has a bit of like spookiness to it, but it's mm-hmm. not that like there's some like fundamental thing in like vampire lore that's
0: like we should do a story in New Orleans. Um, let, let's also say a, a history of people wearing corsets.
2: <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's, it's
1: so funny though because I I I've seen Dracula 2000 and you know I've seen Interview with the Vampire and everything, and there's other vampire shows that are based in New Orleans, and I'm I've never really thought about how.
0: Oh, you're all in New Orleans. Why? Why is
1: that? Um, but those is re- True Blood Louisiana. Yeah, True Blood's Louisiana, and then yeah, um, yeah that's a, I think it's a made-up uh, town in Louisiana. I, can't I remember. believe so. The fictional oh. town
0: of Bonton, mm-hmm. which is so
1: so. It's I, interesting.
0: I always picture it as being uh, equidistant between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Oh. Hmm. Like but it. still still swampy uh and close enough to like you know uh, encounter some 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 titties, but <laughs> also close enough to the capital and some bureaucracy
2: yeah and I wonder if having this sort of like European influence is like a big part of it because I mean I oh, grew up in Georgia which definitely doesn't have this sort of like romance to have a bunch of vampires around I don't think <laughs>
1: that is true i i grew up in alabama and then went to school and moved to savannah georgia so savannah is probably the closest you would get to like a romantic uh
2: oh yeah like fire setting um but yeah absolutely
1: but that's a, that's a great pick. Um, I, I had a feeling you were going to pick, uh, you're going to pick from Dracula 2000, uh, because you and I have talked about that movie so many times. Um, I, and I'm heard, probably
0: the only person, you know, that brings up that movie.
1: I think so. And which I love though, because I'd seen it before and I would watch it. It was one of those, uh, movies that it would come on like sci-fi or whatever, uh, when I was younger and I would just leave it on. Um, it, it was a while until I saw like the unedited version. I just always watched the TV one and it has such a fun cast. And I just love early 2000s horror movies so much. And um, it's a really fun one. He is sexy.
0: So we gave Shelly a little bit of homework, I think.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) All right. Counting down. Numero dos. What you got for us, Shelly?
2: Ooh. Okay. So numero dos, uh, I'm going for TV on this one and I'm going for something pretty, uh, contemporary because I'm love it. It's going to bring together, you know, I mentioned that I had a a long list that was hard to narrow down. I think this one kind of brings together multiple things that I had to cut out because I thought about including the movie, what we do in the Shadows. And I thought about including the movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, But I think I found a nice middle ground with the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. And my biggest crush on that show, which is Nandor, played by Kayvon Novak, uh, because we both get the humor of the movie of What We Do in the Shadows. And also, he speaks Farsi in it. Uh, which is incredibly hot. Anytime anyone speaks Farsi, I am all hot and bothered. So <laughs> I think it yes yeah, got to be Kayvon Novak because he is so funny. He's seems like the I don't know how tall he is, but He's somehow tall. in the show he seems like the tallest man I've ever seen. He is just like a very solid man, long hair often in a ponytail, speaking Farsi, talking about being a warrior in like the Middle Ages it's it all really does it for me and also that there's some like queer tension between him and Guillermo it he's got it all
1: (laughs) I I love Nandor I feel like it's also um what he's wearing like with his with his cloak and everything just makes him feel so tall like the oh yeah for sure Every time I think of Nandor, I just always think of that running line. This fucking guy. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> This <yeah>. fucking guy.
1: <laughs> and, but he's he's uh, he was one I was thinking about adding. Um, He's definitely my my crush on that show. I think he's so <sighs> wonderful. I love that actor.
2: He's so good. I love that like the past season, he's had this like romantic longing like I want to settle down. I don't know why I can't find a woman who will want to live with me forever. (laughs) And I also, so he does a a thing called, I guess he's done multiple iterations of it, but he had a thing called like Phone Jacker, Kayvon Novak, where he would do prank calls. uh, And it was like a, a show that he did and he would do various impressions. And he really got to take advantage of his ability to do impressions this past season in the episode where uh, Nandor took on the personality, or I guess various people took on the shape of Nandor and went into the yeah. gym to try to impress the woman who worked there. And he was doing all those impressions and they were so good. So it's like, I am split between being very attracted to Kayvon Novak, but also like into Nandor the character.
0: <laughs> well, who doesn't like to spend time with Nandor, the relentless? Uh, oh that was a, good a very interesting and regal character <laughs> traveling throughout time with his mini oh. guillermo which is very strongly about and has developed a friendship but clearly gets very annoyed by uh, my favorite line from this season was when he wanted to to do his long slumber and uh chelsea are you up to date i'm All up right? to
1: date you're uh, good. Yeah.
0: And they kept bringing in people like fucking Donald Logue and everyone else. And I was like, yes. Are you going to bring in any more strangers to play with my pee <laughs> Rick, uh, you've you, had
2: a good Nantor. I'm impressed.
1: You should hear his baby, Lass-o. Do your Laszlo. Yes.
0: <gasps> Shelly, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, it's not so time. Sad. It's not time.
2: It's not time for Laszlo. Give, give us your Laszlo, please. <laughs>
0: We're building towards something.
2: We're ah. All right, all right, that's fine. Be-
0: okay. But yeah, a, a great, great choice, Shelley. Uh, Thank I, you. And I, I definitely
2: I will not do my Nadia for you.
0: <laughs> during, 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 during the pandemic, I did uh, buy many fun masks. One of them is of the Nadja doll.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Nadja doll is one of the best things I've seen on TV in so long. Oh. Yeah. I love the it's Nadja perfect.
1: doll. I've been trying to, I've been keeping an eye on like Etsy and other stuff to get <gasps> some type of replica. Cause my mom Same. is obsessed with the Nadja doll. And all I want to do is get her one. And
0: <laughs> I would say, fuck that. And you should have a custom made Chelsea doll.
1: So my second pick is one that um, I doubt it's going to overlap. And I'm not sure if either of you have even seen this movie. Um, It's not a good movie (laughs) by (laughs) by any means.
0: I do love when you preface that for me. Like it's not a good movie. But if you go into the knowing that it's Yeah, (laughs) then
1: you may have a good time. No, I don't know if you'd have a good time with this one because it's it's like it's very much hated, but there's one aspect of it everyone everyone who's seen it loves or at least appreciates about it. And my second pick is akasha from queen of the damned which was Aaliyah's last movie Aaliyah played akasha akasha is the hottest vampire i've ever i've ever seen in my life um her outfit it's like a it's like a metal halter and choker and a beautiful metal uh crown and I mean, her skin is pretty much just like glowing. Her eyes are are ugh, they're so beautiful. And there's a scene where she goes to a vampire club and dances to one of um one of the songs. To back it up a little bit, for anybody who has not seen Queen of the Damned, it's um, an Anne Rice novel, part of the Lestat story. And in this uh, novel, Lestat becomes a rock star a stupid premise regardless so to make it a movie is is still is a little difficult um but the movie was made obviously Lestat was not played by Tom Cruise it was by Stuart Townsend um
0: the the well at that time I I I referred to as the poor man Skeet Ulrich
1: he really is kind of a poor man Skeet Ulrich actually (laughs) um the soundtrack i think was done by one of the guys from corn and it's just like a bunch of like it's like early 2000s like alt rock kind of going into you know metal um and so it was a standalone sequel to interview with a vampire and akasha is the queen that lestat's music brings back uh she was gone for a long time she's like the oldest vampire the most beautiful vampire she's only in it for like less than half an hour. Um she's not in a lot of the movie. But um I read an article recently. It was like an oral history of it because I think it's hitting its 20th anniversary and reading about how Alia prepared for her role, how much she loved it, she was going to perform the end credit song. Um, before you know she tragically passed away in that uh in that plane accident um but she just looks amazing she's just dangerous seductive everything about her in that movie just screams like power blood and sex like there's not a good thing about her and that's what a vampire should be um so for that reason alone i, I would I would watch her scenes again I think I would I don't know if I would watch the entire movie but I would definitely just skip like to her scenes um I remember my sister had the DVD and we would have it on like quite a bit because my older sister uh does love this movie it's a guilty pleasure for her um and I really would only pay pay attention when Akasha was on screen so R.I.P. Aaliyah you are still loved and remembered and you were the one of the sexiest vampires ever
0: I only saw Queen of the Damned once I thought this is stupid and I haven't revisited it or thought about it since.
1: there's really no reason to other than other than Aaliyah being absolutely gorgeous there's not a lot more going for that movie
0: I just remember her doing like a weird serpentine thing with her body and I'm like I don't know what's going on here
1: that's what I found sexy. That that's that dance that she did. I thought it was so so hot. But anyway, Shelley, have you and that's seen? something.
2: Well, I, yeah, I saw it a really long time ago. I have not rewatched it, but it is interesting. Like those movies where the movie itself is kind of disposable, but you have one element that is so perfect, like Aaliyah in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I I almost want to compare it to a lot of like I I watch a lot of like. Hollywood Hindi movies. And you know, there's, yeah, there's like, you know, the, the concept of like the item number where it's like a sexy lady does a dance to a song. And I kind of think of the Aaliyah role in this movie as a sort of item number, because there are so many movies that otherwise no one really cares about. They don't watch, but you have like a big star who has like an iconic outfit, does an iconic song. And that's the only thing that people remember about it That's how I feel about Queen of the Damned. I'm like, yeah, we think about Aaliyah. She's it. She is the movie now. (laughs) We don't care about the rest of it. Exactly.
1: Like she's only in it for, you know, just a short time. But I think everybody remembers... The, the for people who do remember the movie, like they really just remember her, they don't remember the soundtrack, they don't remember yeah. Stuart Townsend. Sorry, um, but <laughs> they don't remember, sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> but it's really just like, I mean, even looking at the cover of it, it's her and like Stuart Townsend just hanging out
2: a little in the back, <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah, just, like just, everyone just involved, me. like, knew what like they were selling, they knew like what the highlight of this movie was, and they're like, it's yeah. Aliyah being hot as
0: hell. Yeah, Townsend like the rest in the background this, like- <laughs> trying to remind everyone that he's in that film um <laughs>
1: he's actually jumping up behind her going i'm here too excuse me sorry Ella. sorry <laughs> which
0: which, which haven't you you ladies describe it that way it's kind of like christopher lee in a few of those hammer horror draculas that he's not in very much yeah, but, you know, when he comes in like a nine foot tall pimp, it's it's tough to ignore.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is like I, I am inclined to often sort of like undersell the importance of actors in movies. Uh, I tend to be like, well, you know, anyone could like do a good performance if you've got a great director and a great editor and a great script like mm-hmm. that's what makes a great film performance. But something like Aaliyah in this movie really disproves that for me, because it's like, yeah, you could have a piece of shit movie, but if someone just has, like, undeniable star power, yeah, they can transcend it,
1: Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But yeah. So a pick. I love that. You. <laughs>
0: but in my second slot, uh, we're going to go to another sexy lady vampire, in my mm. opinion. Uh, in From dust Till Dawn. Uh, you know, you should bow down for Santanico Pandemonium <laughs> played by the lovely Selma Hayek. And you know, footstuff, notwithstanding, because that's not my thing. My love for people stops right at their ankle. Um
2: <laughs>
0: it's hot as hell. She's shimmying to After Dark, played by Tito and Tarantula. She's got a big ass snake on her and a headdress. And that is the wonder of Robert Rodriguez's filmmaking, that I always believe she was this Amazonian Mexican goddess who's come up north to conquer America and we'd let her. And then uh, one day I was on set with her and she's so wee and has a lovely smile. It's like I just want to put you in my pocket and you know talk to you about Prince music because. On one of Prince's later albums, he wrote a song called "Valentina," which is him singing to Selma Hayek's daughter to tell, like, tell your mother that, that you that she should give me a call. And in my head, I just like I don't know how old the daughter was at the time this album's coming out, but I'm just picturing Prince jiggling keys at an infant, going, "Hey, hey, I want to fuck your mom." <laughs>
2: I will say I, this is a little off topic. I love Prince as we all do, but I heard a story from Karen Olivo. She did uh, an interview when she won the Tony for West Side Story, the, the revival a few years ago, and apparently she went to an after party for the Tonys and Prince had been watching them uh, on TV and then called called someone so that he could like come to the Tony after party and hit on her and she was like oh i'm here with my fiance and he was like oh really hmm too bad That's okay. <laughs> he came like specifically to try he saw that she wanted tony he wanted to fuck her and then was like hmm, okay well enjoy your fiance <laughs> your boring fiance i'm prince <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you'll I'm think about this <laughs> the fiance is boring i would say that this lady is boring because you should fuck prince for the story i say that having having done several, having been in several situations in my life where it's like am i gonna do it yeah i'm gonna do it for the story Uh, like that that's that's like similarly speaking like you know if you turn down like elvis or yeah
2: i think even if you're like a diehard like monogamous person if prince wants to sleep with you you're like well it's prince come on yeah (laughs) why not
0: if, if, if Pam rears in front of me and read to go, it's like, well, this is happening.
2: <laughs> I, I am interested uh, in Selma Hayek's outfit in Dusk Till Dawn, because that's like two years after... Uh, you know, Aaliyah and her outfit. So, and they look very similar. So, like, was this a trend no. at the time? Like, what's what's going no, on? No,
0: no, 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 no. They got uh, the
2: headdresses. They got the like bikini looking stuff. Like from Dust that? Till
0: Dawn came out in ninety five, and Queen of the Damned was two thousand two.
2: Oh wait, I'm looking Queen of the damned Oh, this is says nineteen ninety four.
1: Maybe yeah, it book. comes up for, it
0: comes up for that. Oh. Maybe is, the book. Is
1: that when the book came out? For Queen oh, that
0: maybe. would be my guess.
2: Oh, maybe. Because oh, the sorry. film,
0: the film maybe came out in 2002.
2: <laughs> oh, I just Googled really quickly and I am very dumb. So oh. <laughs> Ignore that, cut it. <laughs> it's
1: all good.
0: Yeah, but, but what, what do you ladies think of Santanico Pandemonium?
1: i uh from Dust till dawn is one of those movies where i have seen it a couple of times and i and i don't hate it i don't love it i think there's so many <laughs> fun elements um but it's not one that i like you know ha- always have a hankering to re-watch but i think selma hayek is definitely uh one of the main highlights of that movie she looks so good her outfit's amazing um and when she turns you know full vampire she looks absolutely disgusting but still maybe a little hot like it's Mm. it's weird it's
0: like well okay this is this is happening now but that's not an all the time look that you're rocking i can live with
1: like like that changes right
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, she is like, oh God, she is so gorgeous in this movie. I, I will say it's not my favorite movie in part because I don't want to see Quentin Tarantino act. Like, you know, I no, I like him as a director, but it's like, I don't need to see him trying to be an actor. <laughs> um, But no, but I mean, she is great. I also have like a very specific relationship with uh, Selma Hayek because growing up, my parents talked a lot about their hall passes and mm-hmm. she was always my dad's hall pass <laughs> and my my mom's was tommy lee jones <laughs> and so i was like man straight women and straight men have very different ideas of like who is hot <laughs> um,
1: yeah oh my god that's hilarious
2: actually Tommy <laughs> jones men in black well,
1: tommy lee jones
2: he's pretty fine but my mom was like yeah he's kind of ugly hot and my dad was like that's Amaya. my
0: I, yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah no know one's gonna what, argue with that <laughs> i want to know what like any particular era or film specifically of tommy lee jones because he can be charismatic and heroic oh i think he's
2: absolutely hot but like my i think my mom was really into him in like the fugitive specifically Mm. and i
0: I think you're gonna need to have your mom on your podcast to talk about
2: listen michael and i have talked about this (laughs) but it is very funny to me that like my you know my straight mom was like yeah this old guy who's like pockmarked and like plays a villain (laughs) like that's hot And my dad was like, yeah, this tiny, beautiful woman with huge tits.
1: (laughs) That's what I like. It is. It is too. Like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I also love those conversations were happening around you. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were getting into details, but I mean, my, oh God, that movie, uh, fool's rush in was on TV a lot when I was a kid and my dad would always turn it on and be like, that's Selma Hayek. Mm, mm, mm. That's amazing. I love that. That was uh, when I was a kid. And then as an adult, when I, you know, spend time with them, we'll watch Audra McDonald concerts. And my dad will go, ooh, that's a real woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. You know, he's got taste. The man has real taste. Real woman. I
0: love that. And- <laughs> always need to make it weird
2: you gotta uh, love dads amazing. holy shit that's a real woman well, now i
0: miss mine but anyway anyway <laughs> bringing it on home ladies yes we'll bring it on home
2: okay all right my first place sexy vampire this one is i i will say it's a, a little obscure but mm. i love the director guy madden he's one of my favorite directors um the great canadian uh filmmaker uh but he did a film called dracula pages from a virgin's diary in 2002 which is a filmed performance of the uh royal winnipeg ballet but in his typical style he tends to shoot his movies like they are silent films. So he uses silent film techniques. He uses, you know, actual like film grain rather than shooting on digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took this Dracula ballet that the Winnipeg ballet did, and he turned it into this like incredible crazy like silent film with like a score I assume it's the same score that they used in the performance but it's like a bunch of music by Mahler like rearranged um and yeah he used the the ballet core of the Winnipeg ballet did this Dracula uh you know silent film it looks incredible it's so fucking sexy and the dancer who plays Dracula, it I I get there are different ways that he's listed online. I think it would be Wei Ching Zhang. Uh, it might be Zhang Wing Chi, <laughs> um, because he is a Chinese dancer. So it's like, you know, I'm not sure which way the name is supposed to go. But he's incredible.
0: I, I, I know that it goes differently between uh like they'll put the the what, what we would call the last name first.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I, th- I think that last. like
2: doing it by, you know, the Chinese way of listening to the name, I think it would be Wei Cheng Zhang. Um, but he is a principal dancer at the uh, Winnipeg Ballet. I think now he's like a teacher there, uh, but he plays Dracula. He is like the most handsome man I think I've ever seen. <laughs> he is so hot. He's got this amazing hair. He is it's just a beautiful man. And like, it is really cool seeing the Dracula story in the context of someone like basically making a sort of like Murnau style silent film in the early 2000s, because it was shot on film. There are some like, uh, you know, weird sort of like explosions of color. Like there are some some scenes that have the traditional silent film thing of like color tinting the entire scene, but then they also do stuff where like the blood always like turns out red when everything else is black and white. Um, And everything feels so much more, so much more sensual and so much more um, immediate because it's like done through dance. It's, it's a really, really cool film. And like he, in the first half of the film, he, barely shows up. He like comes in as some sort of like specter in early, early scenes. But then in the second half, he gets this like pas de deux with both the person who plays Lucy and the person who plays Mina. And he's so sensual. He's so scary. He's so masculine. He's like his movement is so like fluid and, and beautiful, but also sort of like threatening oh he I think he's truly incredible
1: I was just looking at pictures of it and I and it first of all it sounds amazing I I love the the concept completely I I do love um gothic ballet especially yeah um he looks amazing in the stills he's so hot (laughs) Radiates like that Dracula vampire energy in these stills, I'm like, oh my God, you look yeah. graceful yet um violent. Like it's just there's something mm-hmm. about it that I don't know how to explain just from pictures. So I'd be so curious to watch this.
2: Well um, it is on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it for free. Uh you know it's not, you know, the ideal situation to get interrupted by uh ads <laughs> every so right, often. Right. But of but it's it's an incredible film. And like it Also like Guy Madden really gets into sort of like the xenophobia that is like sort of um, a a big part of the original novel because I mean the rest of the cast are all sort of like white Canadians and then you have this like Chinese dancer who plays this very sexy but scary Dracula and yeah he really sort of like underlines the ways in which like that xenophobia is like an essential part of the original text but man he he's so hot (laughs) like and and like i think oftentimes like you see you know male ballet dancers like i think are so sort of like very masculine in in the roles that they're expected to play, and he is super masculine, but he also has this sort of like grace and tenderness that makes this this part that he's dancing like both both scary, but also like so seductive, and like so you can understand why these women like are consistently drawn to him. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. it it's that, a great film. It's really really good.
0: Well, nobody's ever made me want to watch ballet on YouTube uh, prior to you. <laughs> so like toot your and if you horn. like
2: silent films, it's like if you like Murnau, if you like, you know, any sort of like German expressionist movies, like this movie definitely like uses all of the sort of like aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, elements of those like German expressionist movies. I love it. Wow. I'm going to yeah. watch
0: it. I, I might end up doing that.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, text me when you do. (laughs) Deep, deep cut. I love it. Ugh. Just the horniest, horniest movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Love that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Rick's like (laughs) gonna watch that now. Um so my last pick overlaps with someone in the room in the mm-hmm. virtual zoom room not in my room um <laughs> uh it is actually severin from near dark
0: nice
1: so rick's honorable mention um is actually my number one
0: um, he, See, he made it into the show officially anyway bravo bravo bill, bill paxton. paxton
1: give it up for bill paxton um Yes, I love Near Dark. It's one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. Um, I, I re-watched it a few months ago because it was on Shudder for a little bit. So I re-watched it. And it's just this amazing Western horror, uh, you know, directed by Catherine Bigelow. And, you know, I love when it's a woman directing, uh, directing horror, especially such violent, masculine air quotes, uh, uh, horror. Um, it's always wonderful to see that other, um, that other lens and yeah, I mean, he's just, again, leather jacket. He's got that biker look about him, but he just radiates sex. Like he just does. Uh, even when he's all bloody and mangled and, uh, all of the different stages of bill paxton of severin in this movie i still just find him so alluring not even charming like i don't even think he's that charming but there's something about him that's really seductive and it could be just knowing that he's a vampire um because that is something that we're that humans naturally become drawn to is that vampire mythology Is it the way
0: he shimmies to the cramps? He
1: shimmies. Yes, he does shimmy quite a bit. And I just—it's just every act he does is so violent. One of one of my favorite scenes, where I find him being just so like taunting and just horrifying, is in the diner when he's like walking on the bar um, and like breaking everything, and then slashes the dude's neck with with uh, what do you call that? Spurs. What? Spurs um uh when he yeah when he slashes the guy's neck with it i'm just like damn every time (laughs) it's just so good uh so yeah he is uh he is my number one i just think that's bill paxton's hottest role though i would say he's hot and everything um and it's just such a good movie and such a great uh uh portrayal of vampires Love it. Yeah, yeah. i love that it, it, so
0: much <laughs> it, it, it is a wonderful thing and like i said you got the cramps he keeps out hours he's just <laughs> a bit hot-headed uh mm. not just when he's smoldering from the sun uh but yeah you know, i i can definitely relate uh it certainly ties into to your podcast shelling that he's got that atypical hot there's 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 a you know th- there are some people that you know th- you like your pretty vampires and what have you and then there are some people it's like nah nah, i want to cooperate a bit
2: yeah and i will say in true lies i think it was probably really strong acting that he said i got a little dick because i don't believe thinking about that all i bet he's got (laughs) a big dick (laughs) had a big dick oh hey hey, power
0: (laughs) hey somebody with a little dick would object to that line yeah, he knew. He knew. Well, somebody confident, like, oh yeah, I can do this line. No problem. But Pete I'm Davidson
1: actor. of his time. <laughs> really, I was about to say Big Dick Energy.
2: Uh,
0: was yeah, right there. So yeah, big, oh, Dick energy before space. Big Dick Energy was cool.
2: uh Aliens too. Come on, or aliens, oh my god, just aliens. Oh my god. <laughs> you know he had a big dick. <laughs>
1: you know he
0: had a big dick. <laughs> so right. yeah, I'm bringing on home. We're going to bring it back to Staten Island,
2: though.
0: Mm. Uh-huh. Because there's something about man. Ah! <laughs> I knew I may have accidentally
1: blown it when I said ah!
0: <laughs> Phrasing, dear Chelsea, phrasing. Shut up. <laughs> and I also wanted to be recognized that much like the <laughs> character in my top spot, he also has uh, a me, who loves women, but can also have a fondness for men when Laszlo Cravensworth, from what we do in the shadows. Yes. I love this character very much. <laughs> Played by Matt Barry from England. But the thing about Laszlo, for all of his kinks, perversions, spreading of fluids of all manner for sustenance and pleasure. It all comes back to him and his good lady wife, Nadja, who he loves dearly and invites for all of his playthings uh, except when he's having a wank in the vampire tribunals library. That, that's Private Laszlo time. <laughs> Will
1: you tell us about your garden?
0: Mm. oh my gardens of famous vulva topiaries this is nancy reagan this is my mother
2: so could you actually tell us about your uh what do you think about clim fandango
0: i don't know what that is but i'd be willing to find out
2: <laughs> are you a toast of london fan
0: I tried watching one episode and i don't it did not resonate with me highly but i did love when (laughs) matt barry Uh was on the i.t crowd and he looked at one of the other characters and said you there fix my electric sex pants (laughs) (laughs) but that character wasn't so (laughs) biting oh my god well
2: they'll definitely be sending you a toast of london clever film going that's enough, Clem Van Nengo. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I love this. I love Matt Barry so much. I truly like, oh, I can't, I don't think I have the vocabulary to say <laughs> how much I love Matt Barry. He's like, ha- do you guys like uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place?
1: No, but I've heard I should watch. <gasps>
2: Oh, oh my goodness. I'm going to be, listen, I'm going to be sending you guys so many links.
0: <laughs> so, so we've got <laughs> homework, give homework now. You
2: give us homework. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, because, oh, I, the whole like M- Matt Berry history is very important to me because I love him so much. But what a great choice, Rick. Oh yeah. my God.
1: Rick, Laszlo is a
2: great vampire. <laughs>
1: When did you fall for Laszlo? Was it first
2: episode? Yeah. I don't
0: recall specifically. I remember not wanting to watch the show because loving the movie so much. I'm like, we don't need a fucking American version of this.
2: What's the point? And then I find out
0: like, no, it's the same people doing it. I'm like, oh, okay then. And, uh, And that same comedy that's there and it being a hit uh, and continued for future seasons certainly helps. If they actually film in New York, I'd go to Staten Island to work on the crew. Um, I think it might have been when you know he's walking around uh, with Nadra's Like, how about we retire to our bedchamber and change into something more comfortable? And by more comfortable, I mean the nude. And. <laughs> Going back to my thing about the 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 white undershirt. It's like we don't need to keep that on during this. That, the capes, the 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 any other accoutrements, they can all go and Nadja has many, but it's worth it. I'm positive it's worth it. Oh
2: my and God. And also
0: the way he changes into a bat. Bat
2: bat. Ah <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh Wait, my- so did you start watching the show like pretty much immediately or did you did you have to like take a while like was it Um, like in the second season when you were like okay I guess I can check it out
0: no I found out that that it was the same uh creative people before the show premiered so right from episode one it's like okay all right I'm it's one of those I'm happy I was wrong incidents
2: yeah well how do you feel about the show compared to the movie because I will say I love the movie but I think I like the show more
0: I, I just look at it as part of the same universe in that okay. in that way. It's like because you will have the characters from the movie showing up uh, <laughs> occasionally on the TV show. Uh, mm. And while, while I do love you know being dead but beli- delicious, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I also hope you never meet the beast. My
1: um, dark bidding.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I throw it in there as. Well, it's just uh, a bigger helping uh, of of something delicious. It's it's like the difference between uh, the the chicken nuggets and the buffalo wing on the bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it, it it's 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 more of a of a long meal uh, than than the morsel of a film uh both are great i i for people that have never watched the movie i tell them they absolutely should yeah Mm -hmm. but if i were to encounter somebody like me that hadn't watched the tv show it's like okay here you go because it also works uh for people uh that don't like horror and might be scared to get into horror it's like check this out you're gonna be fine (laughs)
1: one of our friends that doesn't like horror whatsoever her cat's name is laszlo like she Ah, loves that's so cute and i think it's so interesting like shelly what you said about liking the show more because i've actually if if i had to pick i i have gotten to the point where i am i I do like the show more one of my friends Mm. i introduced them to what we do in the shadows the show first because they really Mm. watch show and i was like well I mean, there's some stuff like from a couple of episodes that you'd appreciate more if you've seen the movie, but you really don't need to have seen it.
2: Yeah, it's like it's its own thing. It's its own thing. And we
1: marathoned like the entire first season. They loved it so much. And then a couple of months later, I showed them the movie. They barely laughed. Like they were like, I get it. I appreciate like what it is, but I think they were so used to Uh, the tv show that some of the more subtle jokes in the movie I don't want to say they didn't get them because they did They were like this is funny but it's not making me like lose control like the show does so I thought it was interesting backwards introduction yeah they were like yeah this is good I I, like it was really creative but I really love the show (laughs) so oh my god did they even laugh at swear wolves they they did the werewolves were was was their favorite part because they like yeah. the werewolves on the show significantly funnier now that I know like this yeah. you know, or, like that and you know a couple of other things like towards the end um like when the guy's just going around town I'm Twilight and yeah <laughs> like, <just> yelling <laughs> um,
2: but, oh no, wow that's interesting. so interesting yeah. yeah yeah huh I know.
1: Weird. Good to know. <laughs> but but good picks all around. Good lord. Yeah. What a hot episode.
0: We, yeah, very hot. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch some ballet. I'm not wearing any pants right now. It's gonna be great.
2: Oh, listen, you guys are gonna have to message me as soon as you have watched the ballet because oh, I really want to hear what you think. Yeah. I i cannot wait. Oh I my god. I decided that's a weekend plan. So it's it's horny as hell, I gotta say. <laughs>
0: But I, I I might wait for the sun to set and light a couple <laughs> candles.
2: And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like get, get in a bath and sit <laughs> <put> <laughs> up on the counter.
0: Your computer. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I'm I'm a clumsy man. I'm that's that's uh-huh. just the way Rick gets electrocuted.
1: I'm not gonna oh, lie. No. Be a hilarious way to go. <laughs> Is it from watching the Dracula Ballet? <laughs> and it's
2: all like- would love to see that in the newspaper unfortunately he got too horny for some ballet dancing draculas
0: <laughs> Tra- traumatized took a 45 year old man butt naked out of a bathtub with an erection pointing true north
2: yes but he appreciated the fine arts like ballet <laughs> he died as he lived <laughs> getting horny for spooky things yes i was
0: i was about to say wet naked and weirding people out oh man oh
2: my gosh well guys this was so fun oh my god thank you for having me this was a great time i'm
0: I'm glad you were on it about halfway through this episode i'm like we gotta have shelly on for any other sexy topics (laughs) yes please (laughs)
2: oh i love it that'd be so fun
0: (laughs) so our doors and other things are open for you anytime you just want to jump in there
2: listen i've already got a list of like sexy zombies so like don't worry about it (laughs) or sexy cannibalism
0: (laughs) i hadn't thought about that but sure we'll we'll, we'll talk about that and hunky boys and things of that nature (laughs) yeah Kelsey, (laughs) how how do you feel about hunky boys?
1: I do not care for hunky boys. (laughs) Or do I?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. All right, so Shelly, where can people find you if they want to find you on the social medias Uh, and on the other plugs you want to give?
2: Yeah, so you guys can find me at at Oh Look, it's Shelly Brooks S-H-E-L-L-E-Y Oh look, it's Shelly Brooks on Instagram. Uh, I don't do any other social media, but if you want to follow my podcast, more importantly, you could uh, go to Everyone Is Hot Pod uh, on Instagram or Twitter, and that's Everyone One as a numeral one, not O and E. Everyone is Hot Pod. Um, yeah, and please listen, give us a good review. Uh, you know, if, if you give us bad review, don't, don't bother, fuck off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but if you give us a good
2: review. <laughs> it's fun.
0: You've got funny, sexy people on the episodes. Uh, yeah, we have some those, fun people. For we those have... that partake, there's a cocktail uh, that accompanies every episode.
2: Yeah, we've got a uh, a, a great friend uh, called Doctor Drinkenstein <laughs> who does cocktails for our episodes. Um, but you might want to look up his friend, who is at uh, Lorenzo Does Stuff on on Instagram. Um, it's just just his friend. It's not him. It's not mm-hmm. that he's playing a character. It's just his friend. Um, but yeah. Uh, and if you leave a, a review on uh, Apple Podcasts saying uh, who your uh, unusual uh, crush is in movies, we might read it on the podcast. So, you know, let us know.
0: It's just that simple. And I feel like Chelsea should be on that podcast to talk about her, yeah. her weird, but extremely passionate and valid opinions. Yes.
2: yes. Oh my God. Because yes. upon
0: hearing many, I'll go, wait what and then by the time she's done explaining I'm like yeah that makes sense
2: I mean Chelsea knows she's gonna be getting an email (laughs) (laughs) well I fell in love
1: with uh the podcast um when Ray Liotta was discussed that Mm -hmm. was that was oh my god for me (laughs) that's when I think I I told Michael that I was like this is the best oh
2: yeah and we did like a little switcheroo in that podcast episode where we're like, we're going to talk about Ray Liotta, but also Whoopi Goldberg was in the movie. So I was yeah. like, awesome. screw Liotta. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Whoopi.
0: <laughs> just, just kicking guys to the side of your three ways. Listen,
2: they are both sexy, sexy people. But listen, I am a Whoopi stan through and through. So
0: <laughs> it. It, it gives the old, uh. Eddie Cantor's song, Making Whoopie. Whole new meaning.
2: Yeah, another bride, another jewel. Another watching Whoopie in a movie with Ray Liotta. Love.
0: Chelsea, where can people find it if they want to find it?
1: Um, they can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Just you know, type Chelsea Bennington and you'll see me. Um, mostly just posting about my cat and... <laughs> Also, yeah, and as mentioned earlier, I uh, work with the George A. Romero Foundation, um, specifically with marketing, and I highly recommend checking them out. Um, it's a really cool foundation that's honoring his work and helping those future filmmakers who who want to do some gnarly stuff as well. Hell yeah! And,
0: and we got love for them, and and, and maybe maybe we'll bring Shelly back to talk about sexy zombies tie it on it'll work i love you so
2: excited <laughs> I,
0: I i i think Shelly just finished anyway um <laughs> <laughs> you can check out spooky doings on instagram follow spooky doings improv on facebook uh i've been reaching out to other venues around the new york area so hopefully we've got some shows on the horizon you'll be able to get all the up-to-date information there and you can follow me at rick guzman 718 on twitter uh, for more horror opinions and things of that ilk and whatever records i'm listening to at the moment Um, but yeah shelly uh thank you for making this a a memorable show
2: (laughs) thank you this was so fun
0: Ah. and for everybody listening in the meantime in between time stay good Stay sexy, stay healthy, but most importantly, stay spooky. Until next time. <laughs>